At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I am Shane Bacon. And Max, I got to start off with some exciting news, my man. Graham Dillette unblocked me. A little of your doing there? Huge win. I actually didn't message him about it, uh, so it must have been the powers uh, of Twitter, and maybe he listened to it. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I told you Graham's a good guy. Of course, he gives you a second chance. So, first things first, you probably can tell we are not in person. Max, you're in Florida. I am back in Arizona. And I wanted to oh, let everybody Charlotte. know that's listening. <laughs> you're, oh, you're in Charlotte. Excuse me. You're in Charlotte. Yeah. You're going to Florida. You've got going to I, I don't we haven't really talked much this week. We're just we're just going to wing most of this. But I've heard people let me know and always kindly on the Internet that my mic was a little loud in the episodes we have done when we haven't been together. We understand this. We know it. I'm hoping this sounds a lot better. We have worked on it. Trial and error. And we will see. But we know that it was a little bit poppy and a little bit loud. I was uh, on a golf trip over the weekend with a couple of buddies out in, I'm going to tell you, an area of California. I guarantee you've never been, buddy. It is Borrego Springs, California. The golf course was Rams Hill Golf Club and got a chance to play a whole bunch of golf in a couple of days at a very remote place that had a fantastic golf course. You are back on the road, ready to rock. Two weeks home? Are you? Is two weeks the number? Is that about where you're at when you think, I got to get back out there and play? Yeah, two weeks is good. I, I mean, I will say that I, I, when I had to leave, when I was thinking about leaving last night, I really didn't want to. You just do get used to being home, being in a little routine. Um, obviously, it's a lot easier. But as far as the competition goes, two weeks is enough. I don't, I don't want to watch other people falling out and doing great. I'd like to go, you know, try my hand at it. Although I will say that the Honda Classic makes me happy to be home. <laughs> okay, so I was discussing this with the guys on this trip. As we were watching, the funniest part about all this was you were clamoring last week for more bad golf shots to be shown on television, and it couldn't have come at a better time. The Honda Classic is literally just bad golf shots being shown because the golf course is so damn hard. I was thinking, and I want your your take on this, how many golf balls I would need in my bag to feel comfortable playing PGA National? And I think it's three sleeves. Now, this isn't even in tournament conditions, I'm just simply saying out there playing PGA national. Do you think nine balls could get me through the round? I think you're good with nine, uh, but I will say, I mean, if you're playing the legit cry, you know, drop where you cross, uh, you know, like I know you're not playing in tournament conditions, <laughs> but the tournament rules, like it could be, it's dicey. I mean, I, I would say that I probably add an extra sleeve of balls that that day or that week per round, um, I, it would be kind of comical to see. I just don't get how the average Joe plays that golf course because most courses you could just move up a box and it becomes easier. There is still water on every single shot out there, like every single shot. So I don't know how the average Joe plays it. 
Yeah, you played it in 2019. You finished T20th. You played it in 2015. You missed the cut. The winning score, Sung M won at six under par. This, I would say, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is an obvious point, but this has to be the toughest golf course to play on tour. I'm, and I don't even think it's it's the toughest in terms of strategy. I just think it's the toughest because there's so much water. Yeah, there's like, I mean, I know the the woke golf or whatever it's called these days wouldn't think it's uh, exactly thought provoking. <laughs> and I would agree. Uh, it's simply difficult because they made it difficult, which is kind of good because I know there's a lot of chirping on Twitter about how we need higher scores. We need more bogeys. We need, you know, a little bit more chaos. And I'm all for it. Uh, this course or I'm not sure who designed it, but they were like, all right, well, here you go. Like, this is going to be hard. The scores are going to be higher. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to hit decent. I mean, you could truly hit decent shots that go in the water or, um, you know, out of bounds, obviously you still need to hit a bad one, but there isn't an easy shot on that golf course. Uh, it's even funny how one kind of starts you off. It lulls you a little bit because it's a short hole, but it's really not a very wide tee shot for an iron. I mean, for an iron, it's, it's not so bad, but the wind is usually off the, you know, a crosswind and, you miss that fairway, the green's tough and, you know, off you go. And if you start, you know, if you don't start well there, you're in trouble because two is really hard. And that's before the water even comes into play. Obviously everybody knows how it finishes, but the whole, the first 13 holes are no piece of cake either. Yeah. Jack Nicholas design. And we were talking about Sung Jay winning. I feel like you, you had a comment earlier when we first got going with this podcast, you said, I don't even remember who you're talking about, but you said it's your favorite player's favorite player. And I feel like Sung Jay is the kind of guy that could fit in that category. He's an unbelievable player, Does never takes a week off, doesn't have a home. Everybody knows all of the storylines that follow this guy. But he is a name, I feel like, that trends a lot because he's always in the hunt, finally gets the victory. Do you see Sung Jay? I mean, you've been out there, you've seen him on the range, you've seen him play in these events, always in the field. Do you feel like he's the kind of guy that now that he's ticked off a win, it will, and, and for lack of a better term, open the floodgates to the guy. Is that the kind of player he is with his ability and his skill level? And for whatever reason, his ability to not get tired. I mean, five weeks you did, and you mentioned you were mentally exhausted. This guy doesn't take time off, and he's still out there every single week playing well. Yeah, Sungjae's a machine, man. Um, I, I think the floodgates are already open. I, we, I have this conversation so often, but um, – I just think winning is so fickle and I don't think that there's a floodgate to winning. I think that at times if you're a bit older or something, maybe you, uh, you could have that, that scar tissue where you think maybe winning isn't, um, you forget that it, you know, it can happen, I guess in golf, you, you go, you can go so many years without winning. I know Phil did the whole, uh, kind of major slump to start his career, so I guess in that regard, it, it would make a little sense, but I, I just don't think, I think he's 21 years old. Uh, I think that he was going to win. I don't think that he will necessarily rattle off eight wins right away or something like that. But I think that he could have a, uh, a, a career who he's going to have a career. I would assume where he's winning multiple times a year. Um, but the floodgates have been open for the dude. He, he top 10 top 20 is just about every week. He plays every week, which is remarkable. I'm not sure. I'm not quite, uh, old enough. Obviously you, you would probably know this better than I considering your age, but uh, I don't remember how, uh, the KJ Choi thing went when he first came out. Uh, if he got more notoriety later in his career, but Sung Jae, in my opinion, will go down as the best Korean golfer, at least, um, for the time being, he is legitimately unbelievable at hitting a golf ball. And it's no wonder to me that he won uh, a golf tournament on the course where you have to hit it perfect for pretty much the whole week, not to get, not to get bit by that big old bear. 
somebody on Twitter, I don't know who you are. I apologize now. They said the way you can <laughs> figure out if Shane is old or not is if he falls down, do you laugh oh, I or love are that. you concerned? And I thought that was fantastic. I think I'm still in the you'd laugh at me if I fell down category. So I don't think you can call me old yet. You're not going to be concerned if I fall down. Um, I mean, I, to, if I'm being honest, and I hope uh, this doesn't this doesn't bother our older uh, demographic, but I kind of would laugh. I laugh when people fall down. I mean, it's funny. Everybody uh, laugh, laugh when a kid falls down. It's it's funny when any anybody kind of goes down. So I mean, I'm I'm all in on I'm all in on falling. I would I wouldn't probably wouldn't be concerned. So I guess you're right. But at the same time, um, it just depends how hard you'd fall. But yeah, I mean, I'd probably help you up. So I guess that would count as you being a little too old. Well, I, I think that it, I was going to ask you, is that what's your move? You know, are you a, are you a try to act like it didn't happen guy? Or are you the go over and help the person up person? I, I feel like I'm, I know I'm a big help this. I'm yeah, a big you'd be the guy that would help and you're going to open the door. So now my question for you is this a little further on the random acts of kindness scale. Have you ever pulled over and helped somebody push a car that ran out of gas? Uh, I have not, but I feel like have you ever run out of gas? I, I have not run out of gas. The still the one of the funniest, most embarrassing things I've ever been through was uh, my buddy Chris used to drive me to golf practice uh, semi illegally because he only had his permit or something it wasn't supposed to drive me i'm not sure but we just did it anyways and we were in high school obviously and had little to no money literally and we were trying to get to practice on time and we had so little gas in his car and he was embarrassed he made me the younger guy go in with i think it was like a dollar and five cents or it might have been less and and tell the guy i want this much on pump three and the guy gave me this look and it like gave us about enough gas to get to the next gas station where then we were smart enough to call his mom, who was then mad he was driving me. And it was a whole thing. But uh, I have not long story short, I have not helped somebody uh, push their car. And I also have not gotten help because I've fortunately never run out of gas on the road. Have you? Yeah, I sounds like yeah, something I, you would I do. Was, push the limits a little bit. Well, you know, I've never run out of gas in my own vehicle. But I will say that this was a moment in my life. I was dating a girl years ago. We were a little bit on the rocks. I was meeting her for lunch. Some lady's car had run out of gas, so I pushed it with her and another guy that had pulled over. You know, it wasn't super far, maybe three or four blocks. We pushed it Did into you, a gas station. Did she mention that she didn't think you were strong enough, so you like had to prove to her? Yeah, that like you could push off. a whole car? I yeah. stretched. I, was, I, I, was stretched. I was stretched. Get in the car. I, was, I got this. I was pulling out my bands, just, just making sure everything was loose. <laughs> I was rolling out the legs, and we pushed her, and then I got, I ran back to my car, and I drove to meet my then girlfriend for lunch, and she was mad I was late. And that was the moment I said, oh, this is it. That's, it's done. This is the straw because I was doing something nice for a human that needed help, and you're still mad at me. It didn't help that we'd been fighting for a few months. But that was it. That was the moment I decided. And you, you, that we you were, were so nice. You, you got your arms looking all big for her so she could show you off in public. <laughs> I mean, she should have been very, very appreciative of of all your hard work. Uh, just you know, just trying to just trying to help somebody. If, Shane, let's speaking just say of, that, speaking of you being a meathead, 
This is a segue. I'm going to mention it. That's when what I they do call this. it. Are you? This is a media guy. This is media man. I'm such a media guy. Um, I would like to ask you a question. I've been informed of by your friends, by you, uh, by the small market uh, in whatever bodega city in uh, California. Borrego Springs. Borrego Springs that you hit. What some say is the farthest drive in the history of golf. So I would like for you to tell us. How far you hit your drive? What happened? What it looked like? Uh, you don't want you don't want to hear Rams the whole Hill story. Golf Course. I, I kind of want to. I want to hear. The, I want to hear a bit of it. Okay, okay. I'll give you a bridge. Rams Hill. I mean, Golf how far Club. did it go? You got. All right. So, th- this is one of those things that I know I'm going to say, and everybody listening is going to roll their eyes. So we we both, Max and I, understand that's that's a part of any of these stories. I had. Lunch one time with a buddy of mine when I was trying to play mini tour golf. We were sitting at a bar. We were having dinner. We just practiced for four or five hours in the Arizona summer sun. We looked nasty. Some guy next to us starts talking to us about golf. And the moment we said we were trying to play for a living, he starts telling us a story about his buddy who hits it 350 yards every time and shoots 65. And my buddy, Eric Bailey, looks at me after the guy finished the story and goes, Always got a buddy that hits it past us. And we were kind of chuckling about that. So I understand that everybody's got a long ball story, but we were playing Rams Hill yesterday. The wind picked up in the afternoon. I'm telling you, dude, when the wind picks up here, it's like 20 or 30. I mean, it will whip 11s a par five downhill downwind, really firm fairways. And I just tagged one, you know, I hit it. It was kind of the low spinner one. And, you know, I spin it a little bit more than most people. Didn't really have a lot of spin on it, and it takes off, and Ashton, my buddy, kind of goes, oh, that's that's going to be pretty deep, and we see it land, and you know the ones where you see them land, and they land, and they bounce like 20 feet in the air, and you're like, yeah, like the cart the path man. bounce. Yeah. Well, it wasn't on the cart path, but it was the, the No, I would but I'm say just saying, firm... like, the cart path bounce. Yes, yeah, Middle yeah, yeah. The fairway, big old, like, 12, 15 feet in the air. It's going. It was, it was firm, and it just gets this kick, and we're like, that's going to be down there. So we're driving down, we're, we're picking up a couple balls from the guys that had maybe hit it, not in the fairway, and we're driving, and, and, and Max, this thing is down there. The hole was 535. <laughs> I had 41 yards left into the green. It went 494. Jeez, Louis. you couldn't get six more out of it and start with a five? So, Come I, on, so Shane. When, when we saw Push the more ball, cars. when we saw the ball, I was, I, you know, you see it down there pretty close to the green. And I'm like, that's going to be in the four hundreds. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever done that in my life. <laughs> yes. And, and then we're, we're rolling up and, and, and then we had the GPS on the carts and, and it's, you know, it's like 75 and then 65 and then it's 60. And I'm like, dude, this might, this literally might've gone 500 yards. Like, you know, th- this is a joke, dude. Like this isn't a number that yeah, comes I've never into even heard your, of that. No, I mean. This is DJ in Hawaii when it's 50 behind you, which I then I told the story of you telling me that of all the starts of your 2020, the thing you're most bummed out about was that Kapalua wasn't firm and fast. Yeah, so you I never got that kicked down on 18. You beat me to it. <laughs> you know, need you to get in playing an event at Rams Hill. How downhill is how? Yeah, how downhill was this shot? Like this is a I remarkable mean, number. It was. It was when it. I'm. If you've ever played Rams Hill, you probably understand the hole I'm talking yeah, about. One I mean, it was listening. downhill. Like I, there is there anybody in Borrego Springs? There is, <laughs> there is. Listen, it was downhill and it was downwind. That's all I'm going to tell you. And the fairways were really firm. And I have witnesses. 
and they can attest to what happened. I, I believe I, you. I believe you. It's just hard. It's hard to reconcile that in my mind, how far that is. So this leads me to a question that I asked you a while back. I asked you this. I think I texted you this and you sent me a good question. So you and I last week talked about equipment and the ball and all that. And we both landed in the same place. We don't really care. We don't really care. We don't really have an opinion. We're fine either way. We're not really the people that can get into this. But I ask you this question, Max, because it's nostalgic and it brings us back to a place that we were kids. Now, Max is a Titleist guy. He's a Titleist guy through and through, and he loves Titleist. But if they said tomorrow, we've got to go back to equipment from the 1990s and prior, what club as a kid would you be most excited to play and put back into play that either you had in your bag as a kid or you've never got a chance to hit or you never got it from your parents? And you always wanted to game it. Um, do you remember the kid sets when it was like a mid iron? Like it was just called the mid iron. It was yeah. like a six to it was like a f- eight iron. Five like, through I like seven. That one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the idea of that. Like, hey, what club do you like? Ah, I like this one that goes like anywhere between one fifty and one eighty five. <laughs> we just gotta feel it out. Don't you kind of wish there was an adult set like that? A hundred percent. I'm all in on, uh, I know we, we, we joke around. Um, we, we all, we both watch Taurus sauce, uh, from the no laying up boys and DJ pie is big on, you know, a six club set. And I think that that's a cool idea. Um, I feel like that would be a fun place for golf to go. The other club I'd like if Titleist could put their stamp on the alien wedge, I never really got to be good enough to realize all the benefits of it. I feel like I gave up on it too soon. I feel like I I just wasn't, (laughs) a high enough caliber player at the time to make the most of those cir- circle grooves or whatever they had. So I feel like that was my bad. And I need Titleist to produce that for me. Do you remember the diamond encrusted wedge face? No, I heard that on a podcast the other day and I don't know what that is. Yeah, there, there was a, there was a wedge made. This was the, one of the infomercials. I'm not sure who voiced it. It might've been, it might've been Peter Kessler. Somebody was the voice of the diamond faced <laughs> wedge and they Oberholzer. It was one of the, it was one of those infomercials where the green would be like 50 yards long. The pin would be up front. An 18 handicap would nip oh, one. It, it would land back. on the back of the green and spin all the way to the front. You're like, you're like come that. on, man, come on. You, we know this isn't the case. There was also the wedge that you could replace the faces of it. And one of them looked like, yeah, blinds. I remember that one. Yeah. One of them looked like blinds. Yeah. <laughs> You basically couldn't play a golf ball because it would just absolutely rip the cover off. You know, were you a 975D? Did you have the 975D? Dude, I had whatever I, had whatever, uh, I could find at that Roger Dunn used thing for like sub $100. I remember I had that <laughs> Lakers purple and yellow shaft, which I thought was just yeah, like the sickest Pro thing Force. on earth. I think I had the K. My favorite was the R. R, I think it was. Yeah, the R. That was like the first big head I think I hit. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember if I had the, the D I remember. I mean, those, those Tyler showers were fire back then. Um, but I do remember, I think, yeah, I think it was the R the R was like nine Oh five R. I think it was like the first big head they made where it was like, looked like a spaceship <laughs> and it was so fun. <laughs> Felt so different. I had the nine seventy five D, but I bought it at, at a used golf store and the person, the, it was for like 40 bucks because the person that had changed out the shaft the drill had slipped <laughs> and run across oh, great. the crown of the, 
the crowd, the driver. So I had this, I had oh, this God. nice new driver that had this huge scratch down the top of the crown. I played for like two years. I, you know, back then you don't realize that you look like an idiot, but I'm sure every time I pulled that out, the kids that were playing with me are like, this guy is going to be terrible. Yeah. But I bet you they've never hit a 494 yard drive. So jokes on them, Shane, <laughs> you really got them. Yeah. You, you mentioned the no laying up boys and we got tagged. I think this is my favorite Twitter handle out there. Dr. More buckets is the guy's handle. Wyatt. He asked who Get would win in a buckets, scramble doctor, the five, the five guys of no laying up playing a scramble against you and I playing a scramble. And it got us thinking, and I wanted to present the idea to you because I would like to hear your thoughts on who you feel like would have a chance there. Well, I love the question. Uh, I would like everyone to know that I've been in, in communication with our arch rivals. Uh, the phone lines are open. We are trying to set something like this up. I'll preface it this with if anybody, there's been a couple people who said, well, Max could just beat them on his own. I think you <laughs> underestimate. First of all, how good people are. Second of all, how easy scramble is. So I have notes on all the on all the no leg up guys, because I'm pretty sure we're going to smash them. Well, smash is, is relative, but we're going to beat them. Um, Randy, who is my brother from another mother. Um, I wrote that he is naturally just an on-course commentator. So he's going to be out there. And he just He's just going to feel out of his element with the club in his hand. He, he's better with the microphone in his hand. Uh, Solly, who is um, quite obviously their best player by a mile. I know he's been practicing a lot. He has admitted that he's very afraid of going low and guess what in scramble like that's just kind of the nature of the beast so he's going to be pretty uncomfortable being under par dj is <laughs> going to get bored he's going to start trying to hit cool shots he's going to throw clubs away so he can you know be the woke golfer that he is uh tron would probably scare me the most because of his generational driving but then i started to think about it i'm not sure if he's a generational driver of the golf ball or ball or if he just tells everyone that he's a generational driver of the golf ball uh and then neil neil is um obviously the wild card uh but in a scramble in a scramble mode i think he has actually the biggest disadvantage because he has so much speed uh scramble always makes the longest guy think that they have to hit the ball 494 yards and uh he's gonna get a bit out over his skis also i think he might be a little uncomfortable in the middle of the fairway because i've seen a lot of these videos and he rarely is there and there might be a little bit of a discomfort so i don't know where your confidence level is mine's pretty high i, I think i think we're gonna beat him what would we have to shoot to beat five guys one being a plus handicap and all of them being capable and all of them playing a lot of golf what are you and i gonna have to shoot to beat five golfers playing in a scramble i because I, I have a number in my head I, w I would like to hear your number because i i'm not really sure I, I was gonna say a good day for us two would be 12 i think a great day we could shoot 14 to 16 i mean that would be kind of a mini blackout but i would think that on a on a i'm just picking a random golf course in my head but i would think 12 is a pretty solid score so i'm curious what you would think them five would shoot yeah, you know, I had I had between 9 and 11, so I was pretty close to you. I thought if we shot 10-11, we would be right there with them. And if we shoot 12 to 14, I like our chances. We had some people responding that were telling us that they have the advantage because they've got five putts at it, which makes complete sense. We get that. That's their biggest advantage for sure. Well, we're not going to have a lot of holes where we're not going to have a birdie putt. That, to me is the key and there are going to be moments 
where Christopher Solomon is going to have to go up there with nobody in the fairway or nobody on the green, and he's going to have to clutch up. It's going to be on him to do that. Obviously, Solly is a stud, um, and they all play a lot of golf. But the thing is, is that I have a guy on my team who would sit 494 yards on average now, <laughs> like on average. Yeah, so average. I'm gonna, you can get up there and swing as hard as you want off the tee. And then after, whether you hit the fairway or not, I can just go to like a find it shot if ever, you know, need be. Uh, and then I just don't think between the two of us, we're going to miss very many greens. Obviously the par threes would be minorly tricky, but I, I feel like we're going to hit more greens than them. So the, yes, their putting thing is going to be pretty, you know, pretty helpful. I doubt that they'll make a bogey. If not, you know, I, I doubt they definitely wouldn't make multiple bogeys. But like I said, I, I, I play this twin fin, um, the Tommy Bahama twin fin in uh, Scottsdale every year, but this year, because I went ahead and messed up and won a PJ tour event and had to go to Kapalua, not a big deal. Um, but we do a scramble one day and we do a best ball the other day and the scramble day, the good scores are usually, you know, anywhere between, you know, 12 and 14 under. So I, I would think that on a great, you know, a good, great day, we could get it going. I, I, I just, I understand. I think it'd be a good match. I think that's the point. It'd be a good match. There's no way I could prove to them or scare them out of playing, but, um, we both hit the ball quite well. Um, you know, they have a lot of different pieces, but. I mean, we have two plus handicaps and they've got Solly and uh, they obviously, like I said, they have the the wild card Neil, but the scramble format, it really tires out the long guys. Yeah. You know, we, you said you'd, you'd been in contact with them. This is going to be something we work on because there's probably a good opportunity to donate some money to charity. And uh, I think everybody involved will be in on that idea. So stay tuned at some point, possibly this might happen. There might be tickets to be sold. We might hire some other of our friends to put this out there on a live stream on Facebook or Instagram. So stay tuned. You never know. There could be a good or grit versus no laying up. Max, I want to get into you actually back to your job and preparing. I want to take a short break first and then get in. I mean, you're going right back out there after a couple of weeks, how you get in the mode, what you've been doing in terms of prep and all that. So we'll be back after this break. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back. You are listening to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. We realized when we started this podcast that Max, a professional golfer, is wearing a basketball hat and a basketball sweatshirt. And I, a golf media person, wearing a basketball hat, a basketball shirt, and basketball shorts, so yeah, uh, really, We're really big invested. wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> We're such wannabes. Just somebody give us an NBA podcast, for goodness sakes. We'll be right <laughs> in it. You are headed back out. I know you said you're in Charlotte and you're going to go to Florida. You're playing Bay Hill. You have how many weeks going starting this week? I play two weeks. I'm playing this week, and then I'm playing the players uh, after the Arnold Palmer. I'm actually here in Charlotte to do a media day 
for uh, the Wells Fargo. Um, I guess uh, I, I wouldn't know this, but um, the past winner of the event usually comes out. They have a big media day. I'm sure, I think you've done the US Open one or maybe the Phoenix Open one as well, uh, where you answer a bunch of questions. I think a lot of the media plays the golf course, um, kind of gets a feel for what's to come in a couple months. So I'm here doing that. Obviously, just a little quick flight down to uh, Orlando after that. So yeah, I'm only gone for a couple of weeks, which is nice um, after especially obviously a, a five week stretch. And now is kind of the part of the season. Uh, for me, I start to kind of pick and choose the events uh, either that I haven't played before that I'd like to for the first time, like these two coming up and also kind of gets into my, uh, you know, the kind of the major part of the schedule, which I've never really dealt with before. Um, obviously, Augusta's coming up the masters, uh, then hopefully not having to qualify, but qualifying for the other stuff. So this is kind of the interesting part of the season uh, where you don't really wear yourself out too much. Uh, and you're just trying to kind of try to peak, um, you know, in the, in the couple weeks that you get go on the road at a time. When you win, this is not pertaining to you doing something this week and next week, but when you win, when you won last year, I've always wondered. So you, you get off 18, you sign your card, you do the interview, you've got to go do media. How long are you at the golf course until you finally can leave? Like how long were you at Wells Fargo after the win until you actually got in a vehicle and left the premises? Dude, it was forever. Like I always pictured winning. You go do your interview, you get your trophy, and then you just like find the nearest bar and try to burn it to the ground. Uh, <laughs> and by the time we left, it was so late. So Lee dark Westwood out. style. Lee, yeah, Lee Westwood style. Shane Lowry obviously did it right uh, at the open last year, but yeah, it was so late. I was so tired. Uh, I hadn't even, you know, showered or anything yet. So, uh, we went back to the house, um, that, uh, you know, Joe was actually staying at and cause I had to check out of my hotel in the morning and yeah, it was late. I mean, I must've been there for gosh, two or three hours. You do a lot of obviously media stuff. You do some signing, some flags, you, uh, do a, I did a Q and a with, a lot of the volunteers, you go thank all the volunteers, um, you take a ton of pictures. Uh, it's one of those funny things that um, when you look back on it, you you think you're going to have this crazy story about what happened that night and ours is so tame. And the whole time everyone's saying, sorry, sorry, I know you want to get out of here. And there's not one thing in the world that could make you want to leave at that moment. Like everything's okay. Yeah. Would I rather be out doing all kinds of stuff? Sure. But would I also, am I also okay doing all these pictures and smiling and holding up this trophy as long as possible? It's like, of course, like I'll, you do whatever. So it, it's one of those weird things. You don't really think about, um, you don't really think about, you know, what Justin Thomas or Ricky Fowler is doing right after they win. You assume right. that they go see their family and friends and, and get, you know, get the party started. But yeah, there is kind of a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Um, obviously, you know, when you win a major and stuff, it sounds even crazier. You get flown all over the the country to go do media. So uh, it's a pretty wild, but fun, uh, fun, you know, scene after, but it's definitely not what I had anticipated at all. When you take breaks right now, you play well for a few weeks and then you take a break. Do you dive into stats? Are you looking online at, at how you've done performance wise over those few weeks? And maybe focusing on stuff that that you didn't do well, or you did okay, or are you just trying to keep what's working going so you don't get stale? I think a little of both. I think what I got caught up in this past two weeks, you know, it's obviously 
Trick, you need a little break. Uh, you need to assess what you've done, good and bad, or or good and not good. Um, so I, I saw the areas where I wanted to improve, but at the same time, I did a lot of things really well. Uh, it was hard. I knew there was some stuff in my swing I wanted to work on. It was an odd five weeks for me because I progressively hit the ball worse throughout the, the weeks, and and my iron game is the best part of my of, of my golf. So um, it kind of progressively got less and less comfortable while I actually drove it well uh, pretty much for the the whole um, West Coast swing. So that's new for me. So I wanted to work on a couple of things in my swing. So that was kind of hard to balance how much technique I was going to work on and how much I was just going to try to keep doing what I was doing. I thought that I did a really good job this, the back end of this week on making sure I didn't obsess with uh, the golf swing stuff. And I made sure that, you know, in a, in a session, if I showed up, um, I would focus mostly on my short game. Uh, Cause I know those, whether I had to look at the stats or not, that hasn't still hasn't been great. Uh, so worked on the certain shots I haven't been, you know, doing awesome at, uh, just trying to slowly improve. But with the, with the ball striking, I would go over to the, to the, uh, range, you know, do a bunch of technique mechanic stuff. And then I would, uh, like I said, these last three or four days, I made myself then get into kind of play mode on the range and hit golf shots and go back to the keys in my golf swing that were working, uh, you know, the previous four or five weeks. Um, I think in the past I've done a bad job of playing really good golf, going home, screwing with my golf swing and never really getting back to what I did. Awesome. I even remember after I won Wells Fargo, I, I was working on this one move, which is actually what I've been working on lately. And, um, I told my coach, I said, this is the secret. And then two, three weeks later, uh, started working on something else and completely kind of abandoned that thought. And so it's, it's kind of tricky, you know, golf's golf's tough. You get down rabbit holes. I know everyone does it. Um, you obviously usually get yourself back, but trying to do a better job of blending uh, the two things and realizing that uh, it's not about playing golf swing. You can, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I, it was actually kind of cool to know that I didn't hit it great. And I had a pretty good few weeks cause that's usually my calling card. So uh, hopefully got it all squared away. feels really good. Um, and yeah, so just try and, Again, talking about efficiency, trying to be as efficient as possible and not waste too much time working on things that you don't really need to work on. Um, so that that would be where I dive into the stats, but I don't dive, dive. I, I have a pretty decent idea of what it, what they would be. What are you working on? What's your thing you said you worked on after Wells Fargo that worked that you were working on that you said has worked and you feel like you're doing something similar? What's the thing that that Max Homa in particular is working on versus the other guys? Uh, I tend to lose my... Uh, spine angle i think the golf junkie dorks out there call it early extension with your hips on the way through my left hip doesn't do a great job of like turning around that corner so my head kind of stands up and back and it like turns into a bit of a flip um it's mostly with the long stuff that's why i've always been a good iron player as i stay on top of it better and i can kind of drive it um and then and stay right on top of that golf ball so that's the stuff that i need to remember for the rest of my career to key back to when things aren't great, but I love, I've always had kind of a, a squirrely, um, backswing plane. It's very, uh, inconsistent. And it's just like, it's kind of been my golf obsession to slowly figure out how to fix that. Um, just so I know, I know that there's going to be weeks where, you know, I won the Wells Fargo where my backswing didn't look like I wanted it to, but like I said, my key now is to know that if I keep my hips back and turn my left hip out, I can play some pretty good golf, but yeah, I still went home and worked on, uh, I really feel like we know how to fix the backswing. It's just a process, you know, everyone's hands and, um, 
arms and all that follow a certain like muscle memory, whether it be good or bad. Uh, and mine just tend to get in these places, especially when I play a lot of tournament golf where I'm really more focused on again, the left hip and, and, and the downswing, the part of the, you know, swing that's actually hitting the golf ball. So it was cool to be able to have a couple of weeks to really work on my backswing. I finally got it shaped and looking like I, I want it to, uh, it will now just be a battle of, uh, making sure I'm not obsessing over that while I'm playing in a golf tournament. Um, but yeah, I was telling you, you know, my backswing, I need to get my hands more inside on the takeaway with the club head out. And then at the top, I need to feel like it gets laid off and starts to shallow. I like to get it in and rolled and across the line and short. And it makes, it wouldn't matter so much if I could, turn out of it so good uh, every time. But the problem is, is when it gets short and like that, as people know, you have a lot less time to do what you want to do. And it's hard to get a, a good rhythm with your leg work. So that's the complicated version for the people that want to know uh, what goes on through my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I love the golf swing. We've talked about it before. Um, like I said, if I can do a good job of not obsessing about my backswing and just working on it uh, when I can, and then knowing my keys to hitting the the ball straight and the most consistent, that'd be great. So I think I'm slowly maturing and getting a little bit better at that. Uh, so it'll be a good test these next couple of weeks to make sure I can keep my, my brain focused on that during the tournament rounds. So you were grilling people swings online. I'm sure people that have the internet know this at this point. Nick Woodruff, Woody, our, our buddy, was on this golf weekend trip I just went on this weekend. And he thinks he's the reason for the grilling. He, he, he thinks he is why it started. He said you played with Woody the day before you started grilling swings. Woody wasn't hitting it great that day. And we were asking you a lot of questions about his golf swing. So I'm just wondering, is this, is this like your patient X? Is this the guy that you were watching thinking, my God, if only I could grill his swing online is, are we going to, are we, do we need to, do we need to promote Woody here? I mean, no offense to Woody, uh, but I guess this would actually be a compliment. <laughs> I've seen a lot worse than that. So he's not project, project X, uh, project zero patient, number, patient zero. He is uh, just another, you know, another, um, very, you know, kind of mediocre golf swing. Uh, I grew up, I think the story goes, <laughs> wow. I grew up on a driving range in, uh, in, in, you know, Valencia public driving range and, uh, well, my dad would go get a beer. I'd sit out on the ledge and watch everybody hit balls. And he came out one day and said, you know, please stop looking at all this. It's going to make you worse. And of course, you know, fast forward 20 <laughs> some odd years, and now I'm inviting people to show me their horrible golf swing. So I would say that, you know, no offense to Woody, man, I know you want to take all the credit for this, but uh, I think this was more of a, a me thing. And then the guy named Brandon on Twitter who came up with the idea. <laughs> it was very, you're, you're giving Brandon the credit. I like it. Yeah, he 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 made up the whole thing. He tweeted me his golf swing, said roast it like you're Gordon Ramsay. Uh, I think it's going to be a good trend. It's pretty wild how he called it. He really he really must understand the internet. <laughs> you know what? Our buddy Greg from last week's episode, dude got a got a friend to, to do the ballot at the old course with him. I mean, that's so cool. I saw that. that Somebody is was so cool. yeah, it's unbelievable. Shane, I've got a question for you, buddy. Um, yeah. Did you end up watching that Brendan Steele uh, hole-in-one thing lip out? No, I haven't seen it. I mean, I the one I thing I asked you to do, I knew I you didn't, were I didn't watch it. All right, well, I rushed home. I got a kid. I got these kids got, my kid's got an eye infection. I, I don't know what to do with a kid that has an eye infection. I, I I'm either. trying to juggle 50 things. All right, well, I'm never sorry. Mind. I didn't see it. It's all right. Brendan, Brendan Steele horseshoed, like full horseshoed a uh, uh, 
on 15, the par three. And I didn't know if it was going to trigger you or not, but I got another question. Don't worry. I came prepared. I'm a media guy. Um, <laughs> I know that you are going to attempt to, or I think you're going to attempt to qualify for the U S open again. Um, is that true? Yeah. Did, did you hear Phoenix the- Phoenix country club got, I, I saw that it's back so at Phoenix big. CC. So here's the question. If you qualified for the U S open or when you qualify for the U S open, Will you not get paid then by Fox because you can't work? So would you technically look at that as a loss? So I talked to my boss last year briefly about the opportunity if I did possibly get through both qualifying. And it's I think it's the reverse. I think it's the the, the complete opposite of what you're saying. I think that if I have the first tee time off at Wingfoot, then I go in the booth after. And then the next day I just flip. I'm the morning guy. And then I go, you know, in the booth when, when I'm done, bro- I go on the golf course when I'm done broadcasting. You're getting a firsthand, you know, if you're getting a firsthand broadcasting that's never had, that's never happened before. What has there ever been a host that's out there rattling off what the golf course is, uh, is all about? No, um, I think you're underestimating if you play bad, you're going to be in a bad mood. And also you might be a little tired. Like, I think you're just, I understand. I understand you work out right, you push in, cars right into and all it. this, but it's, it's not that easy, man. <laughs> you don't think five hours on wing foot. I'm going to be just bright eyed and bushy tail. You're going to gonna be the guy. Brad's going to be talking about it and you're going to have a, you know, let's say you play not so great. And they're going to be like, all right, over to five. We're going to hear you muttering. I hate that stupid horse. Back to you, Brad. Four you're putted be, that you're one. Go, yeah, four putted that one. Uh, don't hit it there. Don't. You're you're gonna be the uh, you're gonna be the Johnny Miller version where it's just like a shade negative <laughs> on all the shots. Like, oh, here he is hitting his tee shot. Oh, hope he doesn't hit in the bunker like I did. I'm <laughs> hoping that I would I would have a, enough presence to understand that nobody truly cares what I did on the holes, but I would uh, I would at least give people a feel if the pip the putt was right to left from five feet and it broke a cup. At least I could say, you know, this, that Brad, this putt breaks a little more than you think. I missed it this morning. We're here on uh, the seventh hole, the 480 yard par four. I had to take 14 yards off my driver. So I didn't <laughs> go over the green because over the green is so bad. <laughs> God, you are going to be insufferable when you I, win I the US not, Open. <laughs> you, will, you, will nev- you will never hear me bring this drive up ever again for as long as I live. It's all, it's all, I will say that. I think when Tiger won the Masters in 97, my drive this weekend would have we landed go. on Here the 13th green. It would have landed on 13. Tiger, I don't know what kind 97 of Masters. We're already comparing ourselves <laughs> to the greatest tournament of all time. Here we go. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get it. Can't stop me. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. Can't stop me. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. You can't stop me. I'm a champion. Raise my hand in victory for the battle's begun. 
All right, Max, Chris Heavner asks a question to you. He said, are you obligated to wear sponsored clothing on the course, even on off days? What's the general rule with that? And I am very interested in this as well. What a great question. No, I am not obligated, although I have heard that, um, you know, they want you, if you're going to be in a picture on something or on social media, I'm sure they would rather you be in their stuff, but no, you're not obligated. What a great question. Uh, although I only have clothes with logos on them. Uh, Joe Scover and our buddy always makes fun of people for doing it. Um, but listen, I don't, I don't go out and buy, buy golf clothes. I don't, I don't buy hats. I have, you don't? Nope. I have my stuff. I don't do a hat of the day on Instagram, like my good friend, Shane. So have you ever gone on a golf trip? Have you ever gone like on a buddy's golf trip? No, that's why I want to set up this band and dunes thing, dude. I, I've missed out. I, I, I did not have a childhood. <laughs> so you've never gone. You've never gone somewhere for three days and played golf. Uh, I know I've gone a lot of places for three days to play golf in 2017. I would go for like two days to play golf. And lately I've been going for like four days to play golf, but no, I've never (laughs) gone with like my actual friends that like I invited. (laughs) If tiger wants to join and he wants to call these things trips, I'll call him buddies trips, but I don't think, I don't think he's in yet. What if you started doing that to just random people on an airplane? Like, yeah, I'm going on this buddies trip. I got Rory. Tiger, like 155 <laughs> other guys, we're all gonna go play Bay Who Hill. You with? I don't great. know. I find out on Tuesday afternoon, but it's somebody. I'll know him. I'm sure I'll know him. Phil be there. I might not see him. He's always doing his own thing, but I'm gonna love it. I would love a buddy trip. What we do sometimes is we'll meet in Palm Springs and play golf, but I wouldn't call it a buddy's trip. I feel like the trip, you know, would constitute at least 72 hours. I think everyone's supposed to at least stay in the same vicinity. Um, just the guys, you know, I haven't done, I haven't done much of that. So I would love to, um, that sounds like my kind of thing, but, uh, unfortunately most of my friends also just play golf. And, uh, when we're done, our (laughs) buddies trips are more like, you know, going to our local, our local watering hole. You can say football. You TP, can say TP yeah, here, TP. for goodness sakes. Come on, TP, sponsor in. me. Sponsor um, the podcast, for goodness sake. Sponsor sakes. the podcast. But yeah, so I'd love to. I think uh, hopefully we can do this Band and Dunes thing or something like it. I think that'd be really fun. Question from Graylin Johnson to the both of us. A double person question. Thank you, Graylin. We appreciate it. Um, what's your least favorite type of shot to hit and why? And what's your favorite shot to hit? And he said, excluding, oh, I love excluding this winning putts. We all love those, which is very true. Which, again, greatest reaction of 2019 went to our boy Max Homa. Great reaction on the greens. All right, let's start with you. I want to hear your least favorite type of shot, and then you can go right into favorite. Least favorite type of shot is basically <laughs> 15 at the Honda. Um, it's water all <laughs> short right, uh, bunker long left. The wind is, I guess the wind today was off the right, but it's uh, if it were ever in off the left, like if you ever have trouble short right, and the wind is in off the left. I think it's just a nightmare feeling, especially like off the tee with a driver um, in off the left trouble. Right. I mean, you just feel so helpless as a righty. I know uh, that which leads me to my favorite shot to hit is downwind off the right. I just feel like you can't screw it up because if I f- flare it, the wind catches it, makes me look good. And if I pull it, it just goes forever. Um, so that that's I've always felt like that's like where a righty just thrives is downwind off the right. Just send that thing as far as you can. 493, so you don't hurt Shane's heart. 
what's one what's more a, bounce? Is yours the exact opposite, or do you? Yeah, can, can, I was gonna say, can you guess what my least favorite shot is? I would have guessed that it? it's the exact. I would guess that your least favorite shot is in off the right, trouble left. So any if it's like out of bounds or hazard left, and there's something to my right where I've got to work the ball left to right. That is. I hate that shot. I normally just hit three wood. I actually know your your Lisa one to be specific is this number three Phoenix Country Club. Like, you I've finally hit the fairway. fairway. You <laughs> missed it by seven hundred yards the other day when we played, and you still shot a million under. But that tee shot just way in your dome. It's dead straight, dude. I mean, it's really, it really isn't. Even, I have this. Have I told you my new theory about my Country Club, Phoenix Country Club, old school Country Club with trees and not desert? Every hole straight. I think that every hole moves. <laughs> You just got to hit the ball straight the whole time out there. Maybe except for nine, a hole you can't hit the fairway. On. I hate that hole. But to be honest, my caddy hasn't helped me. I hit one to this uh, last time exactly where I thought, and it crushed the tree. <laughs> hey, you hit three wood. You hit three I, right right I thought I was like, looking. I was like, oh, yeah, nice. And you're like, nope. And I was like, what? And you're like, nope, that's not on the fairway. And it was right. It, was not, it wasn't even it behind the tree. It was inside of the tree. Hey, we should have taken a picture. It was on a root. Well, it was uh it was not a good break. Uh I, I deserved better. Um I oh my gosh, I just had a, God, this is two weeks in a row. I had another brain fart. <laughs> What's happening to me? I, so I, had I something just to say just to finish Graylin's question, my favorite shot to hit, up. I think, is I think hitting like a full wedge might be my favorite shot. Like a full, a full pitching wedge. wedge. Just you know, just I mean, I just think being able to rip wedge is awesome. I, I like I love doing that. Not not lob wedge, not sandwich. I'm actually talking about the singular club that is a pitching wedge. I got so I got the Vokey. I went super pro like you and went the Vokey pitching wedge. Super pro. The 46 degree pitching wedge that's the Vokey and not yeah, the one so that comes better. with the set. So much better. Unreal when you look down at it. Yeah, because it looks good. It's easier to chip with. And if you are a higher level golfer, I just believe that it's a more predictable number. You're going to hit it. Like you don't get quite as much flyer you don't get jump off the face um i feel like it's just a lot more like i said for a high level golfer where you want to hit your pitching wedge a certain number and you don't need to hit it 10 extra yards i mean that that's that's the club in my opinion uh casey question to you how physically exhausted are the lesser known guys who can't afford to take a couple of weeks off on tour and i think this makes a lot of sense considering who just won and yeah. Sung Jay, a guy that famously doesn't ever take a week off. But the idea, I mean, I understand the question. I get where you're coming from. But uh, the, if you're a lesser known guy or whatever, you're, you're getting weeks off because you have to have weeks off. Like you'll see this coming two months. There's going to be majors where you don't play. So you'll have a couple weeks off. Um, there's smaller fields. This this field for the Arnold Palmer Invitational is a invita- uh, obviously an invitational 120 guys. The Genesis was 120 guys. So you're like forced weeks off. So I would say that you know, it's not like they're playing every week. Um, I would say that on the, on the corn Ferry tour web tour, when I was on it, it was always difficult to figure out when you were going to take weeks off because you could legitimately play 20 in a row. And you had to have the understanding that if I take a week or two off, I'm actually going to play better instead of trying to, you know, just chip away, maybe have one big, one big, uh, you know, cash in because I'm rested and my game's back and all these things. So, um, but to his question on tour, you're just not going to be in all the events. If you're a lesser known guy, and obviously if you're a bigger time guy, that's why Sung Jays is so odds, not the right word. Cause I don't mean it to be negative, but it, it's, it's 
so unique because he is in every single event and plays every single event on the web tour. He played every event that year, except one. And that week he played in the PGA championship. Like he, he just <laughs> plays golf, man. He's just a freaking loves the game. I know he doesn't have a home here. Uh, so I guess they just go hotel to hotel week to week. Uh, and that's just how he does it. So it's pretty crazy, but yeah, for pretty much everybody else, that's not really an option. He really is coming off like the modern day VJ. You know I mean? VJ was one of those guys that, he was number one player in the world and he'd play 28 events, 30 events a year. You know, the guy, the guy just, I, I, I feel like there's certain people that just don't know maybe what else to do. You know, it's, this is my job. I've got a chance to play in X, Y, and Z event, and I'm going to go play in it. And it's actually really cool that there are people on that spectrum because you know, this year, and you've mentioned this already in, on this podcast, being able to pick and choose your events is an unbelievable bonus that comes with becoming higher in the world and winning and all the stuff that you've done over the last 18 months is you get to pick and choose. And now you're the guy that gets to look at an event and go, you know, I don't like that golf course or it doesn't fit my game or I just need a couple of weeks to chill and get back to where I was because I know I know on Thursday when you tee it up at Bay Hill, you're, you're going to be expecting to play well and expecting to get in contention again and maybe – seven weeks in a row isn't for you and it's for other people. And it's just nice to see that there's options out there for other players and different players. Yeah. You can obviously, you can definitely do it. Like I said, Sungjae will be interesting. I, I don't know how his body feels. Um, but like I said, last, last week, uh, last year, I noticed I got a little tired and I would say not so much physically, just mentally. So um, it's, it's always interesting. Obviously he's doing a great job. He doesn't need uh, to change up anything, um, but it, it is just a, uh, it's not something I can totally wrap my mind around. I need a break from just the game in general. Even if, if I were to play, I played on web one year. I think I played 15 events in a row, which was psychotic. But the reason I did it was I kept thinking, straight? My, yeah, but I kept thinking my game was right around the corner. So I kept doing it and I was missing a lot of cuts, which helped in the sense that, you know, I wasn't playing for four days in a row. But Sungjae's in contention most weeks in some Every form of fashion. Week. So I was playing just to like kind of, watch the bubble burst and get, get my game rolling. But he, he does it just cause he loves golf and he obviously doesn't get tired. He doesn't get mentally tired, but I think everybody else is trying to peak mentally or make sure you're on the same wavelength mentally the whole season, instead of ever having kind of dips, which obviously mostly everyone does anyways, but um, he might just be a freaking machine. Cause I, I don't, I don't really get it. I, it it's uh, he must hate the off season. I mean, what does he do? <laughs> He's got to hate it. You know what? Do you think he plays in member guests and like two day money games? I mean, that'd be so just cool. Itching. He's just, just finding the Ram he's probably stuff. played Rams Hill, honestly. He's probably hit one four ninety five on that far he's five. He's the guy. Yeah, he had forty yeah. yards into the far five. So Shane, I've got a question. Are you a Harry Potter guy? I've never asked you this. I'm a Harry Potter guy. I think okay. that's fair. I've read, I read the books, have seen less of the movies, but I, I don't want to be, I, you know what? That sounds like such a, I sound like such an yeah, asshole you're, to say that. You're a woke reader now. That is, so, that is so lame. I have read the books. It doesn't make <laughs> me sound like I'm too big for the movies. I just have read more of the books and seen the movies. Not totally. opposed to a movie over a book. Oh, sure. You're, you're such a, uh, you're uh, such a, the scholar, Shane. You don't, you don't want to, I'm actually reading books, a book while memories. we do this podcast. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, speaking of reading, I'm going to read this gentleman's name. His name is Josh. And then I have that no idea. That was really good, by the pronounced. way. That was good. Just another segue. That was uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Josh uh, Bolt, B-O-E-L, 
DT, he asked me my favorite question. For people who don't know a lot about me, I am a huge Harry Potter fan. So he asked me uh, and you, which Harry Potter character do we most identify with? He actually asked me to tell you or to explain which one fits you best. I would rather you explain it because I don't I don't want to I don't want to say a name you don't love um, or I know you've only read the books and not seen the movie. So what's if they weren't jacked enough, I didn't want you to be pissed. What's the guy that's the with the big oh, beard God. that's huge? Hagrid. I was gonna say that's you. That's the who I would keeper. go with. I'm big just, on, I was gonna say that about you. This is we're right there, man. The guy just pops up occasionally. He's hanging out. He seems like he's got a pretty good gig. He's got a good gig. He he's out, you know, he's out with the amongst the people, amongst the animals. I feel like you're a big outdoorsy guy. Can't wait like back. being outside. Hike. I don't like you know what though? I can't do I can't do the beard. You've got, I'm, I'm looking at you right now as you drink your non-Fiji water and you've got some growth going. Yeah. What's the longest you can go growth wise before you cut it, before it gets too annoying? Um, I'm on the verge, but I'm going to let it go for a little while longer. Um, you're going to, you're going to play this into Thursday. Oh, I think it's going to make it to Thursday. I've kind of been thinking about doing this little, uh, going to the mustache. Cause since Aaron oh, no. has been wait, making wait, me wait. First feel so him? bad. Are we first name Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, we do I mean, now. I I'll do it. <laughs> okay, so sweet. Peyton told me he likes you when you're clean shaven, <laughs> but I like the, the Aaron uh, first. So so what's so because I can't go. So you're I probably can't. mine for- doesn't mine car starts to like curl under, um, but it never does really it gets get itchy. Very, I've never. Oh yeah, it gets itchy. It got itchy. See, yesterday. that's when I cut it. I can't do the itch. Yeah, I'm trying to get through it. I mean, so <laughs> for people who uh, obviously are fans of Joe and his beard, uh, we've had some funny nights when he was first growing it out. And like any, any guy who's ever tried to grow a beard, like we're talking about, it gets to a stage where it is downright, almost unbearably itchy. It's horrible. And we are in Panama and it's hot and humid. And we are going, we are sharing a room and we're about to go to bed and I can hear him just scratching at it and just mother effing the world hated it. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. And he never did. And he got through that stage, but he might've been a little dramatic, but that that was the time I knew he might have this beer for a while. Cause you had a, he kind of earned it. Like he, he made it through the tough stage and then you don't want to go back and have to do it again. Um, I feel like I'm just going to try to fight through this little stage because I hate when I cut it and all of a sudden, just because it was itchy and now I'm stuck. Cause I like the beard. I, I think it, I think it's, uh, makes me look nice and um a little bit older it makes me look a little way more less... way more distinguished yeah way more distinguished um you know what's lacy's awesome. take on it? what's your wife's I take don't on the beard know. like it's very wait, like... wait 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 you don't know what no, she no, likes no. she she changes it like she, I, i'll have it and she'll be like oh man i miss like the stubble and then like i'll cut it down to the stubble and she'll be like you know, I kind of like the beard. I mean, like this flux where I don't really know what she wants from me. <laughs> I'm trying. One day it's you're going to look like Jim Carrey is the Riddler. Yeah. It's going to be half the face. Exactly. Is, I'm going to go beard. half. Yeah. Which side do you like, honey? Make your decision. See, my, yeah, but see, then she'll say it's the other side. <laughs> I'll be in a real spot of bother. <laughs> my, my wife has given me the, I like you when you're clean shaved. And then. I have a I have the scruff. So it's it's a little shorter than what you got going right now. And when I have the scruff, she'll say, I like it, long beat, please cut it. Because she doesn't like the scratchy. This is, this is seven years. I get ago. it. You know, this is a I while. Get it. I mean, this is this is a while being together. I Matt, I have a question for you. This is a question for me. I was thinking about this. 
And I want to get this going on social media. So you people on social media, at MaxHoma23, I am at Shane Bacon. Wow, you just you, you people, the people. The hashtag GetAGripPod. I want you to write out, if you could outfit a professional golfer with the brands you feel like fit that person, what four brands would you go with? So, for instance, if you were going to do Bryson, you might go with like a big protein powder company or the Princeton Review, you know, those types of things that you feel like fit who he is. You know, for you, you're a very chill guy, relaxed, easygoing. You know, you're, you're one of those people I think everybody would enjoy hanging out with. I think Rainbow Sandals would be an unbelievable sponsor for you. You know, everybody, it's a California company. I have you know, never you're not, worn you're not sandals. One time in Wait, my life. Rainbow, Rainbow sandals are, the, are, are a very awesome, easygoing. I agree. Chill. I just never worn them once. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, what, do you, what do you mean you've never I've worn never sandals? exposed my feet in public, like in sandals. You've never, like, owned, have you owned sandals? No. Never once. You ne- you Not ne- one time. What do you wear at the beach? Well, I mean, I'll just go shoes off, you know. But I'm not. I'll wear my Vans to the to the beach. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So you have board oh, shorts yeah. and a tank on, and your hat. Well, no tank top. You're a big tank top guy. I, I get that because you hit these 494 yard drives. But, but no, no, I keep but, like I mean, a t-shirt on. Okay, so you, let's go, just say no t-shirt or t-shirt, no tank top. Okay, no so you sandals. Got, you got t-shirt, board shorts, and t- you tie shoes on. Well, I mean, I never really untie or tie my shoes. I, they like slide them on and off. But yeah, I have tied shoes on. And then I, when I get to the sand, I take my shoes off and I, I walk with my bare feet on the sand. Then you put your sand feet back in the shoes? I mean, I'll, I'll like clean them off. I'm not well, they're still sand. No matter how clean they are, you're either going to have... You're, wait, you're either having sandy, dry feet in shoes, which is maybe one of the worst feelings in the world, or you're washing your feet off and now your feet are wet, putting them in shoes. I mean, it's better than wearing sandals, in my opinion. It is definitely not better than wearing sandals. You must have some good-looking feet, bro. I got my feet. They're, I got little feet. speckles my of feet. hair. They're white as can be. <laughs> Wait, I'm shocked that you have hair randomly. Yeah, I got hair. Like, I got the hairy toe knuckles, <laughs> man. It's everywhere. It's, it's the, next, the next Golf Digest cover is going to be your feet. Yeah, Ma- that, that'll Max go really well. Steps, Max almost steps into the into the major winning category wow, it's pretty, be pretty good headline so so th- I, I am baffled by this yeah well i just don't think dudes should be showing their feet i think dudes feet are nasty. i'm not i'm actually not i'm i feel like i'm closer to your camp than not on that point but i'm talking more on when you go places like an ocean or a beach i feel like you might want to give the sandals a try well uh, thank you for the advice. I'm, I'm here to help. Going. I'm not going to. <laughs> I have I'm, no I'm, 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 but I, so I, all I'm saying is like, I've, I told you, I feel like Travis Matthew is a great sponsor for you. I feel like it fits you really well. The outfits kind of look like something you would wear if you weren't sponsored by him. You'd probably wear Travis Matthew stuff anyway. I feel like it's a great sponsor to fit who you are. Rainbow sandals is, is the right thing as well. And I'm saying this because I think there are pretty, plenty of golfers out there that maybe have sponsors that don't necessarily look like something that would fit said golfer. So if you have any ideas, if you have any suggestions, you can tweet at us. I'm sure we'll get some interesting responses for sure. And that is what I would like to hear from you people out there that is listening. 
I want to get to our flights of the week. Unfortunately, as you know, most of them are tournament week based. But I have a feel good Friday. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's start with positive. Feel good Friday to Max. All right. I get so proud when I remember to do these now, even though you had to remind me last week. Um, so my feel good Friday this time. Uh, so back when I, when I first started doing these swing roast things on Twitter, uh, young dude who i didn't know at the time ryan um he sent me a video amongst the many i had and it was actually a really good swing but he wrote some on there that uh i bet my best round is better than your best round and i fired back something that um i thought was funny and lighthearted jest if you could take it that way i said i doubt it because i have no idea who the hell you are and obviously a lot of people were uh, thought it was funny and haha really got him. And then I had a bunch of people say, Hey, come on, man. He's a kid. He's got a great swing. Like, what are you doing? And I thought that the, the whole thing was just about, you know, being lighthearted and not taking anything too seriously. So I messaged him on Twitter and I just told him, you know, on, in a DM, I was like, yo man, like, I didn't mean to piss you off. Like you have a great swing. Like I'm sure your best round's better than my best round. Like no big deal. And he responded cause he's an awesome dude. Hey, like, you know, I don't care. I think it's hilarious. Like nice. So I ended up messaging his coach. He goes to South mountain, uh, community college down in Phoenix and, uh, nice. his coach messaged me or I messaged him and he said something like, Hey, like, you know, Brian's a great kid. Like, don't worry about it. I was a like, cool man. Like, you know, hopefully we can all link up at some point. So this was obviously months ago, a couple of days ago, maybe last week, uh, Aaron is, uh, their coach, Aaron, uh, Pruitt's he, messaged me and said, Hey, you know, we're going to have practice on Friday. Would you want to join? And I had been talking to Ryan about potentially hanging out with him at some point and playing a little golf. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. It was going to be early, um, on Friday morning. Uh, so I drove on down to, I think it's legacy golf course, uh, down there in Phoenix and, uh, played with the guys. They have eight dudes on their team. They're the number one ranked community college right now, uh, in the country, or I'm sorry, in D2. Um, so bunch of really good players. Uh, it was fun. I played five holes with four of them and f- the second four, uh, holes with the rest. Uh, they were all super, super, super inquisitive. Um, all had great golf swings, all had great golf games. Um, they seemed so mature. They asked great questions, not only just asking questions, but really well thought out questions. We practiced after, um, I, it's one of those things that uh, I like helping out anybody in golf, but I love helping out people younger than me, especially in college. Um, these guys all seem so interested in becoming a professional, and and I've been fortunate enough to have a ton of help from from people older than me when I was coming up. So it was cool to be able to go do that. Um, it was just a cherry on top to be around eight kids that are 
like they are. Like none of right. them had an attitude. None of them seemed too cool for school. Uh, all of them wanted to learn and get better at golf. And I think that's the, that's, that's the brotherhood. I think everybody in, in golf should have a little bit is we're all just trying to help each other and then beat our, beat our brain, beat everybody's brains in uh, when we get on the course. And I felt like that's how it was. Um, so it was, it was really fun. Um, I'm hoping to be able to do it again, but that was my feel good Friday. And it was more a feel good for me. Cause it's cool to see young men, uh, doing such a great job and really trying to aspire to be something great. It's fun to see that up, up close. Yeah. We got to take the, the eight guys out for golf. We got to get them out on a, on a golf course once they're, uh, not tournament, uh, focused, I guess we could, uh, yeah, and they're killing I mean, it. We so we're going to have to get them in between all their press conferences and <laughs> all the big stuff they've been doing. You you had a worse thing that you heard this week, and it's it's a lot a lot of your. Uh, I feel like you like social media less now than you used to. Yeah, and, I, mean, and I think it's because you got you've gotten too famous. I've got too much time on my hands too on these off weeks. I forget how much it sucks. The worst thing I heard this week, <laughs> I made a joke. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, Aaron Fleener, Aaron Fleener is caddy caddies for JT Poston. To a lot of uh, errands in this episode. It's like a lot of errands. Yeah. It's like the Matt Ryan podcast with all the Matt's. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh Fleener is a good buddy of mine. So is JT. Fleener posted something on Twitter this morning. How are you getting ready for the Honda Classic? I'm and I think he said charging on my razor because it's important to shave as many strokes off your round as you can. This is a PFT commenter joke from Barstool. Right. Everybody who follows him, he does that every Sunday morning of a of a NFL game. So I responded. Um, and not a very witty way. I just responded kind of to make fun of his, his little, um, bit he was doing. I said, you know, I'm preparing for the Honda by skipping it entirely because it's too hard and no fun at all. Obviously lighthearted. I played the thing every year I've been in, except this year. Um, I've told people that it doesn't fit the schedule in the sense that you're tired for three weeks after. Uh, and I got some people laughing, whatever, but I had a lot of people be like, oh yeah, well, you know, uh, Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas liked hard golf courses and uh, everyone's got to play it, bro. Like it's hard for everybody and these things. And so finally, I, res- I hate responding to these people who don't seem to get it, but they, uh, you know, I was just like, Hey, like this was all like in good fun. It was like a lighthearted thing. It was a joke. Like I, if you don't think I like hard golf courses, um, maybe you should check like the rest of the schedule. I play some pretty difficult ones. Uh, the Honda is the hardest and it looks like no fun on TV. If you are a player, if you are playing in the golf tournament, I don't care. I think Sung Jay shot five under par or something in one, maybe six under par. I guarantee you, he also felt like he had beat him up. So I'm not saying that just because you win, it's just all sunshine and rainbows. It, right. It's hard for everybody. It's he so hit hard. some bad shots. He made some really bad scores. Like it's just not a fun place to be. Uh, it's an awesome tournament. Will I play it again in my career? Absolutely. It was a joke, and I just can't stand when people people take things on Twitter so seriously, and it just drives me nuts at times that you can kind of completely miss the point about this, and then tell me that yes, Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods like tar golf courses. That is <laughs> awesome, man. So do I. So do we all. We all do. So so I I said today I was talking about this is Sunday. Obviously, I was talking about the Honda. And I pulled up the YouTube clip of when Rory back in 2014 hit that cut three wood on 18. It was one of the coolest shots I've, I, you know, it's one of those shots that always comes to mind when the Honda occurs and he didn't even win. If he missed the Eagle putt and lost in a playoff, but he hit this unbelievable cut three wood on the green, on the par five, on the last hole, gave himself an Eagle putt that would have won the tournament. And I wrote, I believe Rory's the best fairy wood player. 
in the game, and I wrote in parentheses, and possibly the best ever. Some guy responded, obviously, this is my favorite response of the week on Twitter. So this might be my best of moment. A guy wrote, obviously, you never watched Arnie hit a low, boring persimmon forward from 200 and exact yardage here from 240 yards that never left the flag, then lands, takes two hops and stops three feet from the pin. And, you know, that's right. I, I, I never saw Arnold Palmer hit that shot in my entire life. I felt like it was slightly specific for what I was mentioning, that Rory's really good at, at hitting fairway woods. I mean, you have to be careful. I mean, you just you, you, <laughs> people will just mince your words if you don't explain literally what you mean like literally to a t what you mean 240 exactly 240 if you do you remember if you've ever seen arnold palmer hit a three wood from 240 no but shane uh do you remember that he had a driver off the deck at the arnold palmer invitational his tournament uh on 18 one of my favorite shots so he's he's better than rory at that yeah maybe 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 i just don't get the comparison like that in general comparison everyone has an opinion like no one can prove you wrong about about Rory being the best fairway wood player. Like I would argue that Justin Thomas is the best three wood player. However, I'm not, I can't prove there's you no, There's no way to argue do I it. want to. It's a kind of the same thing. Like uh, a lot of people have been talking about lately with the, the whole Kobe Bryant tragedy. We've spent so much time comparing who's better tiger or Jack Nicholas. And in the golf world, it's very tame. I mean, I think it's, 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 it, there, there's not a lot of contentious arguments about this, but in basketball and football and all these things, especially basketball, it's like, who's better MJ or LeBron and people get mad and they're fighting on Twitter about it. And as this tragedy has happened and it's come out that LeBron and, and Kobe have been good friends and Michael Jordan calls Kobe, his little brother. Everyone's like, yeah, maybe we should like stop freaking out about this. Cause they don't really seem to care that much. So why do we like, everyone's just trying to be the best that they can. So when, when somebody like you makes a uh, offhand, like harmless comment that, Hey, I think right. that it's my Rory opinion. is the best three wood player. And someone goes, are you, how could you possibly <laughs> think that like don't you remember that sam sneed hit a th- like it's just like okay like do, right. do, do you win like do you want a cookie now like i don't like th- i said i think like this is my opinion i think it's pretty clear like that that's how i feel about so many things is you say it and it turns into this fight and it's this fight you didn't want to be in and also didn't think that it could ever come from <laughs> your harmless you know 200 character message to the just, it's, why, it's why occasionally i just delete the twitter app on my phone god i can't my wait phone. phone is such a happier place wait. uh max before i let you go it's that time of week man you ready I'm are ready. you excited i'm super excited are you prepared no i'm glad you're sitting down because the aeon risk reward challenge doesn't rest when you rest that's not a tagline i just said <laughs> that's that. why we that's love it. it they should actually use that it doesn't rest <laughs> It is always happening. And Max, Max Homa, my friend, my co-host, my PGA Tour professional. Did I draw? You have once again no, my moved climbing? up oh my in the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge. Through what, the Honda Classic, five? you are now fifth. Holy on the cow. list how much does it like pay out like who to whom does it pay out it's a million bucks if you win it. only but there's only one guy i you know what i haven't 
you know, Aon. Yeah, screw it. We're going for the W. Aon won't return. I can't my wait emails. to tell Joe that we have to. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Joe that we have to go for some par four, or par five, and two simply because it's the last event of the season, and we need an eagle to win this dang Aon thing. So you are fifth. You are trailing the leader still, Jason Day, still yeah. in first. Ranked Makes last sense. week one, still first. He didn't play Justin either this Thomas. week. Smart of him. JT still tied for second now with Graham McDowell. And fourth is always reliable, always around Charles Howell the third. Max, you are beating Adam Scott. That is some heady company, buddy. You got some series. You got some Listen, Hall of Famers. And in I that only group. have two more rounds to uh hit the threshold, the minimum. So listen, I I don't know what the hole is. Oh no, we decided sixteen this week. I go. Yeah, do do we know eagle, that? Eagle, eagle. Do we know what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's sixteen. We went over it last week because you told me I was absolutely right when I said six, and then yeah, and you we were wrong. Confirmed yep. it yeah, was that's definitely right. wrong. So I'm gonna go eagle eagle on Thursday, Friday. Might have a very uh, suspicious withdrawal <laughs> for the rest of the season. Collect my check and get on out. So eagle eagle, <laughs> eagle, yeah, eagle 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 WD. Uh, you, you're there, there's not one for the players on here. I don't really I understand have a guess. that. It's probably seventeen. No, but it's it's there's they're listed. Oh, so they don't have one at all. Maybe they don't have one at all. You you've got you've got this week is sixteen at Bay Hill, five hundred and eleven yard par five. Obviously, you're going to make Eagles a few times, and then at Valspar, which you're not playing Valspar, right? No, because I looked at the Aon hole and it just doesn't fit. It's five seventy five. Yeah, it's how not, much risk it's is not in for that? me? Yeah, not a lot of I risk. Mean, so the the, yeah. the risk is just playing in the event. So I'm going to take all that out as Aon would be proud of, and I'm going to go home. Yeah, the eleventh at Innisbrook, five seventy five. For me, that would be driver gap wedge. But uh, you know, for you, <laughs> that, that's a big couple of hits. God, if it's downwind, Shane, you're going to be on the front edge. Have we looked up how? What's your longest ever career drive? I don't even know how to do that. This I'm is, gonna look it up right this now. This is past my uh, clearance that I get when I'm a, now a media, a new media Let's member. See here. Profile of Max Owens just says still says your favorite activity. Guys, I went it. to a. Did you go uh, to the gym? Uh, no, I, I went to a Dodger spring training game. This is where I get to rant while you do research, and okay. I got to watch the Dodgers score all of the runs against the Rockies. I think they won like twelve to nothing. Well, or 12 I mean, it's to two. wait. We're saying winning. We're doing winning. Well, they won, they, the they, won the spring, they won the spring training game, really. They won the spring training game. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think I love that. I, I don't think I love that. Oh, sorry. That. Here, I'll give – they all got participation trophies at the end. Does that make you happy, Shane? We <laughs> yes. all said, oh, congrats on, on playing. Oh, don't worry that they scored 12 runs. You tried really hard. No, but I got to watch, and it was super freaking fun. And um, had – got lucky and one of the uh, guys gave me some awesome seats and I got to sit down there. Uh, and I will tell you this, that baseball coming in, uh, when you're down there, it is frightening how fast it comes in. Like it is frightening. Uh, Walker Bueller throws it really hard. I, you could actually notice Joe Kelly throws it harder. It was wild. Hopefully everybody on this is a big Dodgers fan because who boy, we look good. Is the, are the Dodgers your face? Is that your favorite team? Like in all of sports? Yeah, yeah, like of all the sports. Yeah, probably. It's a very close tie with that and the Lakers. Uh, your yeah, longest that, drive, passion. by the way, your longest drive this season, you want to just you wanna, you wanna just shoot your shot this and season, take a guess? Uh, oh, I know what my longest drive of all time is. Just hit me. Well, it's in this the fours. season. I, I want, this I want season, you, I, want you... I would say it's 365. Man, that is a really good guess. Was 372. <laughs> Last so last year the Safeway I hit one four 
14, I think. It was crazy downwind, <laughs> like crazy downwind. And it was the same feeling you had. Like I got to a par four hole, was down off the right. I looked at my caddy. I was like, I think I could fly that left bunker, which was like 320. And I flew in the fairways were like cart path. And we got out there and I'm looking for my ball, looking for my ball. And I see it. And it's like five yards from the front edge of this par four that I usually hit like a seven iron into. And I'm sitting there like, this doesn't make sense. I made a really good par. So <laughs> what a great drive. What did you make? I didn't get to ask you that. This is what I meant to ask you. What did you make when you? I, made, I, I, I made three. I, I, okay. I, had, four, hey, I had 41 yards important. and I did a bump and run. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's important. I'm glad you made a three because you don't want to waste like your one super drive you know now I'll, I'll say this to you because i think you'll understand this even though it's kind of that if you were had 17 straight pars headed into 18 do you want to make a birdie or make a par for the 18 straight and oh, the golfer the golfer says birdie <laughs> always i'd love sure. i'd always want to make a birdie. i'm doing the one, shoot one under par but i i think the 18 pars is better do i want to make do I want to make an albatross? No, there? you don't. No, I don't think no. so either. Or you right? just don't tell anybody. You don't call it an albatross or a double eagle. You just call it like you you chipped in. But if somebody, if I'd never made one before, and somebody asked me, "Have you made a double no, eagle?" You say no. Yeah, I just say I just lie. You just, I, I yeah. You're a man of principle. You're telling me just to lie to people. I mean, I guess you could, but it just I'd have it'd to be, be there. such. It'd be such, such an annoying story. Double eagle. <laughs> Well, it's not a lame double eagle. It's just, but it's lame. You're not holing out a four iron. Have you ever made a double eagle? No, man, it hurts. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, Oh yeah, I've danced all around it. Um, Have you? How many do you have? It's kind of a golf. Kind of a. How many do you have? I've made one. It's kind of a golf. Yes, you have one. You dance dance all around it. Have you danced all around your holes in one? (laughs) Like I'm (laughs) sure this has been really close. I've had a couple for you. Um, so here's my question I came up with. Um, oh, you, this is a max question. Yeah. Uh, what, what shot went farther? Do you think there's no way to prove this? I'm sure someone on Twitter has already figured it out. Your drive at Rams Hill. It went 494 yards. So everyone remembers. I know we haven't mentioned it or David Sims is seven iron in tin cup that he plays down the road. <laughs> well, I've, I've been to Tubac. I've played Tubac, the resort, shout out Southern Arizona, where they filmed that. They have the arch there when you drive in, where it bounces down. Wait, they filmed that there, and then they filmed the golf in Texas, the tournament? So 10 Cup was filmed at in, outside of Houston at Deerwood and Yeah, King I played Wood. Q School there. So that was a big part, and then they filmed most of it in oh, Tucson. In Arizona. All right. Yeah, so there's a resort down in Tucson, and then a lot of the holes like where he broke the clubs was Tubac, where they hit it over the water. They flooded the, the one of the fairways. That was all at Tubac. I think it's pronounced Tubac. That's how they say it down there, but it's T-U-B-A-C. That's going to be we no say- laying up, Tubac us. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> this, is what, this is a minute 20. This is hour 20. This is what happens when we get to this point, and it's and it's 1030 on the East Coast. You're from, we got to let from, people go. You're from Tubac, and I'm from two up <laughs> oh goodness here we go this how are we doing here, here wait so we what go. went farther your driver david sims is the, the, dr- the driveway if you were if you were just thinking about the way the, the i hate that scene by the way there's no chance the ball's just going to keep bouncing down it's also it. ballsy to think you can just hit a road i mean i know he's good but he's in a suit it's it, it takes one bad bounce and you lose it and i don't even feel like mcavoy questioned it why, why wouldn't no. you go we've got to see it bounce. It's got a, it's a it's a gravelly road. I didn't like it, but it's a perfect movie. Other than great, that, so it's just so good. can't really knock it's, it. I mean, it's a perfect fun golf movie. What what would you shoot on nine holes at one of your? Let's say the how the course you grew up in, seven iron, 
every shot, do you think you could shoot par? God, no. Par threes are. It's actually going to be hard because the par threes are too short. All right, let's 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 say let's say let's say you're at you know Silverleaf or Whisper Rock. Could you shoot par on nine holes? God, I think it'd be tough. I just don't know what holes I'm going to make birdie on, and then there's going to be a couple par threes I wow, can't. Wait, 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 wait. You're already giving yourself birdies. No, I'm saying it's going to be hard to make birdies. But you said I don't know which holes I'm going to make birdie. I'm like you. Like well, yeah, I'm assuming, assuming I'm going to make a couple bogeys, so I need to make a couple <laughs> birdies. I don't know how you're going to play. If you're just going to play it smart and just make 18 pars, but I but think it's a little harder. You, than that. you could, you'd make a. I mean, you would make a. You'd make a birdie at least. You'd probably make one birdie on a par three because you could probably manipulate a seven maybe, iron between maybe. somewhere. Maybe. Between 170 and, and 200, you could probably sure. get a 7-iron on the green. Then i got to putt it in with a 7-iron. <laughs> how much pressure is it? How good do you think you are? How much, how much pressure is it? How much pressure would you be feeling if you, on a par 4, hit a 7-iron and you got up there and you had the exact stock 7-iron number? Yeah, see, then I'd be, I'd be out. I have no chance. I'd be too, be, it'd be too important. It's too big a moment. Hey, do you... Do, this is for the listeners as we depart for the for the night. It's all for you, listeners. Did you, you did you get together a bag of gift cards? Uh, I'm doing it this week, dead serious. And I'm will I you have it on it. Thursday? Oh, I will have it on Thursday. So this is I was I'm glad you brought that up. This week and from here on out, if I hit you with a golf ball and you want a gift card and you listen to the podcast and all this stuff, you need to tell me because I'm going to do the normal thing. I'm not going to hit a guy who has so it's no like idea. insider baseball. Here. Yeah. I'm not going to walk over to him and be like, here you go. You get to pick a gift card because he's not going to know what the heck is going on. So I want you to say, <laughs> if you, if I hit you and you better be honest with me, if I find out you're not honest with me, who boy, I'm going to come down on you. Whoa. But, um, I don't wow. know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to come down on you. I'll actually never, you know, know what? Either. You're, you're a PJ tour player. You can get anybody kicked out. God, All you got to gonna... do is just tell somebody. Say, hey that buddy, guy's out. you're that out guy's of out. here. <laughs> what do you do? Yelled him, so, yelled at me out of here. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go get him. I feel like it's going to be good to buy him in Florida. Cause I know Florida has the most sizzlers per, <laughs> per square mile. <laughs> uh, so that's a big thing. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going to get him. So yeah. So just sh- shout at me if I hit you Yeah, uh, well, and, and if, I'll give you a little I grab hit, bag moment. If I hit you, uh, you're going to, we got some Travis Matthew gift cards coming that they've, they've generously said they the would donate to the bag. The first batch is going to stink. Just FYI. The second batch is going to be awesome. The first batch of gift cards? Yeah, just because it's going to be a lot of restaurants. Um, the second one, I'm going to do some cool ones. There will be a Visa gift card in there for. You need a. Fi- you like. We need to get a $500 gift card, a Visa gift card. That's the that's Ooh. the crown jewel. <laughs> All right, man. I got to win this Aon thing. You got. Hey, listen, we're banking on the Aon money. <laughs> we are okay? really let's banking just, on this money. Let's go get a bank loan. <laughs> Tell them you already got it coming in the mail. <laughs> it's going to be coming soon. You. We need a five hundred dollar. We'll call it the Crown Jewel gift card. Five hundred dollar Visa gift card. And you need. We're gonna put a TP one in there. I'll buy that this week for you, and we'll All get right. that to you after the players. You're gonna get a Sizzler, right? You promise you'll get a Sizzler. A few Sizzlers. What's the Sizzler one gonna be? What's the value? I mean, I'm assuming at a Sizzler they let me do anywhere between ten and twelve dollars, so it'll be somewhere between <laughs> those two numbers. <laughs> Sir, I'd like to get a gift card. Uh, perfect. Uh, we have a ten dollar and a twelve dollar. Which one do you prefer? Those are the two options. Twelve, please. Ooh, big spender. <laughs> we must want to come here all week. <laughs> we got a guy that's doing the twelve. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be that'll be my uh, what I'm doing this whole week. So we'll do. We, we we promise we'll be a little more organized in the gift cards in the coming weeks. But also, all the people out there on social media that offered to donate them, we appreciate it. We're good. Yeah, that's we're nice good. Of Thank you. you very much. I, that's re- really nice of you. 
I am I'm gonna get you a little drawstring bag, I think, too. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. get somebody. I got I got my friends at Seamus. I'm gonna see if they'll make you a little bag. And I want it and I want it to say, you know, sor- sorry I hit you in the bag. So okay. that that's always visible. <laughs> but you gotta now now you've gotta make them blind pick. They can't look yeah, yeah. in there. You no, know I that, know. right? Yeah, I'm gonna lift it blind up real pick. high. And if if Max, I'm gonna speak for Max here. If Max Max really hurts you, then we're skipping the, the bag. If if he like domes yeah, if you're you, hurt, I'm not I'm not going to look like that guy. I've never mentioned before. I'm not going to look at, like the guy who someone's head's bleeding, and I'm like, all right, well, here you want to pick your gift card? <laughs> Come on down. Have you ever got somebody kicked out of an event? Have you ever got no. somebody thrown out? Well, I guess kind of that Riviera chick, but I didn't tell. I didn't say anything. They just kicked her out. But I've never kicked anybody out. I don't think I ever would. Um, don't try me, but I would assume not. I mean, you can have your fun. What if you, what if you got Volkswagen? What if somebody Volkswagen to you down the fairway? I would put a dent in that thing. I'd stop it <laughs> clean with my Zion? shoulder. Just take it down. That'd be Zion. Uh, if you, yeah, uh, you know what? That'll be that'll be the threshold. If you somehow sneak a Volkswagen onto the golf course and attempt <laughs> to hit me with it, I will do my best to kick you out. <laughs> but that's the threshold. I mean, I think anything other than that's pretty fun. I don't think that's a kickout move. I think that's respect. I mean, I think you, man. You know what? You got it. You got that in here. That's yeah, the only impressive. reason you want the Volkswagen thing not to get kicked out is so when it runs out of gas, you can push it in front of everybody and show everyone how strong you are. I see what you're doing. I thought this was gonna. I thought this was gonna be 45 minutes. It's an hour and 27 minutes. Thank you, everybody, I've given for listening. Up time. Can Thanks you take us out of here? Because if I do it, it'll be another. 12 it'll be another 12 minutes. minutes. Uh, follow Get a Grip on Instagram. It's at Get a Grip Pod. You guys are following it, and we appreciate it. Max and I need to take more photos of each other doing things. Uh, we fun you know when I take somebody just... makes me fun of my arm here. It's not fun. <laughs> All right, do me a favor. Try to remember to do this. I will remind you. Will you send us a picture? Text me a picture of the gift card bag that you have, and I'm going to put it out on Instagram before the tournament start. Will you do yeah, that? I will do that. I don't know what bag you have. If it's just a bag out of the hotel room or whatever, that all works. That's great. But there, that is that is now a part of our 2020 Aeon Challenge Risk Reward Winners golf bag. If if Jonathan Wall does what's in the bag of you, I want this to be in the picture, okay? You got promise? it. Promise? I, I promise. And I need you to explain to him so it's in the magazine what that is. Follow Max on uh, Twitter at MaxHoma23. He's on Instagram, Max.Homa. He's very active on Instagram. He loves it. I'm at Shane Bacon on everything. Thank you guys for listening. Rate and review the podcast. That helps us out a lot. And last thing, we have moved the clubhouse. That's my podcast before Max. The clubhouse with Shane Baker. We moved it over to iHeart. Our friends at iHeart have been kind enough to host it and help out and all those things. So if you don't listen to it, give it a listen. We had Matt Ryan, former NFL MVP, on last week. And we'll continue to have fun guests. And if Max, uh, when Max wins the Masters, we'll probably do a, a we'll probably do kind of a crossover there as well. Uh, and that'll be at about twelve thirty. Once he gets done with all the media obligations, maybe on the <laughs> private plane, the private plane, the New York, right? And that what we take. Sure. Wherever you want it to go. If you win, going. if you win the masters, can I hang out at night? Like with you? Yeah, of course. I'll let my I'm security allowed? know that you're allowed, but yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'll bring my Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, See you guys you next week. You my chef. See you. <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.